Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Great big Arizona welcome back to all of you that have tuned in to Rosie on the House. Hour three what we're here every Saturday morning and welcome to you late risers that maybe might just be joining us you know I have a camera on my microphone I can see you (laughs) John uh, put some clothes on comb your hair and brush your teeth and then come back and join us okay but please put your clothes on yeah put your put some clothes on please come on now holy cow when, when people call me early in the morning, I like to know they're dressed. You know, I, I don't like, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable talking to people in their pajamas. I don't know, that's just a, 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 pho- get a phobia. Get over that. <laughs> All right, so you're tuned in to Rosie on the House, where we are every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We're here every single Saturday morning to answer questions about your two favorite subjects, you and your house home, castle, or cabin. Rosie on the House voted Arizona's number one homeowner resource for 14 years running. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us. And the way you do that in the next hour is call. It's a free, toll-free number. And let me put my 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. No matter where you are in the state or what you're trying to do, I've probably been there and I've probably already tried it once or twice. one 767 4348 The lines are open. We cleared them all at the top of the break. one 888 for you But we do see you, Tim, so you hang tight. Also, uh, we do, yes. Also, during the show only, you can text us at 411-923. And even if we don't answer your question in the course of conversation, we do get an answer for you. So that's an easy way to get hold of us um, Saturday morning. And during the week, you can call us or email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. So we're always here for you. Um, that's one of our little specialties is helping homeowners. And uh, if you want to be a good neighbor, uh, make sure any newcomer to Arizona in your block is aware of Rosie on the House because homeownership is different here in Arizona than it is virtually anywhere else in the country Unless you're from Lordsburg, New Mexico. Ooh. <laughs> hey, you it's know what? Per- it's pretty similar there than it is in most of Arizona. Oh, yes, it is. But if you're not moving here from Lordsburg, chances are you need us, Rosie, on the house. Calendars are hot off the press this week, being delivered on Friday. The ink's not even dry I know. Yet. So that's a great thing to give your neighbor to get them plugged in and one for yourself, too. Just call us or email us during the week. We'll get you one. All right, lines are open at one 767 4348 Gary, why don't we bring Tim into the conversation who held on through top of the news and uh, get see if I can help him with his question. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning. I'm glad to see you or hear you. <laughs> yeah, you I, can, I can see you. <laughs> All yeah, right. I'm in that next thing. Okay, <laughs> I have four acres that I farm. And I constantly battle gophers, lovely, lovely gophers. My issue is I get invasion from other property around me into the gophers. Yeah. I've used the more modern, like the black box where you set it down in there. Right. And trap them. So most of my stuff is always trapping. I'm just not comfortable using poison because of the different livestock from 4-H and FFA that are on that land. Okay. Any tips? 
to try to solve some of the issues of getting rid of them. Have you tried <laughs> any of the um, bonide products that are natural, Tim? B-O-N-I-D-E, bonide? No, ma'am, I have Yeah. Not, now, you, you have four acres. With that. Yeah, you have four acres, so it might be yes. not as cost-effective, but you could put it around the gopher holes. But it's a repellent. It's full of pepper and hot things that the animals don't like. Um, so that's a that's a nice natural What's one. The name of that? Bonide, B-O-N-I-D-E. And they have so many products that even Thank if you. you go to the hardware store, you pro- you may not find the exact one. They have a nice website. But the thing about Tim and I were talking off air, Rosie, that um, even if you get rid of them yourself, then the oh, neighbors don't do yes. it. So how do you put a barrier around, you know? Four the- acres? Uh, it, it's really tough. But do you have a pencil and paper, Tim? Are you where you can write something down? Yes, sir. Here's what I want you to write down. Rodinator.com. And I'm not going to I'm not going to explain it. Just go there and watch it. And if that's a system you're comfortable using, I think it's probably holds the highest percentage of success given you're trying to regulate it over a 4-acre property. Rodinator, R O D E N A T O R. Rodinator.com. All right, Mr. Yeah, Tim. when we irrigate and sometimes they pop up. I get them with that shovel. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Just flood them out, right? All right, Mr. Tim. And, you know, a lot of homeowners try that. A lot of Arizona homeowners try putting a hose down. And I, I think it's an incredibly educational experience to try and fill a gopher hole <laughs> with water. We don't have enough water to waste doing that. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, it, you could have that hose down there for hours and you would never know where it's going, where it's coming out, if it's coming out anywhere. Those tunnel systems down there are extensive. If you haven't watched the movie Caddyshack, <laughs> that that we have to handle those golfers. Tim yeah. said he has, he feels like he lives in Caddyshack yeah. when, he, when I was talking to him. But there's a other system they've talked about where you put uh, five gallon jars full of water and bury them around the perimeter. Four acres is a lot, but when the gophers come up, they sense that and feel like it's water. So I've heard people say it works. I don't know. Okay. Don't look at me like that. It's on your website. Gary, you know every (laughs) trivia question from every movie, every song. (laughs) Was it Caddyshack? The only thing I remember about Caddyshack is who was the star? The the star of the film? Well, there's uh, Rodney Dangerfield kills in that movie. He does. He's got all the one-liners. Chevy Chase. Um, Who's the groundskeeper? uh, The groundskeeper. Oh, Bill Murray. Okay. When Bill Murray finds the floating baby Ruth bar in the swimming pool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those movies you can quote a line from all the time. Oh, man. Real quickly, Ravi, you called me, and we got disconnected. Call back, please. He had a good question. Okay, Okay. very good. We've got calls lighting up right now, Tim. I hope we we were able to help you. We've got... Lee and David, and it looks like Robbie has called back in. So can, we'll take can we take Robbie? I, I know. Hold on one second. Okay. Here. I'm going to push this little button. If you got the right button, we can take anybody you want. Robbie, uh, thanks for calling back. Ask your question to Rosie. This one's good. Oh yeah, sure. Um, my dog got dropped, so I'm calling back again. Okay. So let me know once you're ready for me to ask my question. Okay, we're, go right ahead. We're ready. Okay. All right. Uh, good morning. Uh, yes. So my name is Ravi. Uh, so I live in the north side of the valley on a house which is 2005 built by Meritage Homes. 
and we have uh, from the builder is what we is uh, electric kitchen range so we'd like to convert that to a gas range and uh, the co code okay. given by a couple of contractors some are ready for under the ground gas pipeline and some are saying it's okay to leave it above the ground okay um, the good thing is my gas input from the city is on the same side of the periphery wall uh, on the kitchen so I don't have to run the pipe, uh, gas pipe, all the way diagonally from one side of the house to other corner of the house, which is an oh, advantage. Robbie, this is easy. Uh, get in touch with any one of the plumbers at rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, Walker Plumbing uh, would be one. Uh, Isley's would be another. Get a couple quotes to extend the gas line, and they'll, what they'll do is they'll get to your gas meter, and they'll go beyond the first T in that meter, and they'll stem another T off of that. They'll get it into your kitchen, get you all gassed up. You'll be in great shape. I assumed that you were probably in a situation that didn't have gas in the neighborhood. And at that point, I would tell you to call uh, Arizona Gas Products located out in the air park. And they could get you set up in a buried propane tank and get you all set up. But the fact you've already got gas, all you need is a plumber. Then I want you to get over to Central Arizona Supply and shop your new gas range. And, um, well, Jennifer and I are recently uh, in a kitchen remodel that we'll be pulling a permit for soon. We went to Central Arizona Supply and picked out all the new appliances. And I'll tell you, um, this will be the second home Jennifer and I have lived in in the last 40 years. We've been in the existing house we're in now for almost 40 years. Um, and I, I would not live in a house that did not have natural gas. So I love cooking on it. I love the heat it generates in the central heating system, and uh, I think you'll appreciate it. Yes, sir. When I bought my block house, the first thing I looked at, first the kitchen was 1950. I was waiting for Wally and Beaver to walk in. There I said, go. no, that's got to yeah, go. Yeah. But the very first thing I said, is that electric? Yes. Gas, get it out of here. It, it really, actually, I think it's much more efficient to cook with gas than it is electric. Electric takes a little time. It's a lot more of. fun. Sure is. Now, now there's, there's, you, you can, I have more control. And people tell me, Rosie, if you'd learned it to cook on a convection oven. Okay, well, that might happen. Okay. That, that might happen, but uh, just give me my gas uh, range and I'll be a happy duck. And then I get my gas barbecue and then I get my gas logs in the fireplace and then I get my gas heat and then I get my gas fire pit back in the backyard. Settled. In case you want to put the pig in the ground, right? That's right. <laughs> Good old-fashioned uh, roast. Uh, do we have time to take David real quick? Um, yeah, let's, let's yeah, get David. Ca calling all the way from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona. Good morning, Dave. Um, actually, I'm calling from uh, Winsley Flow. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, all right. Sorry, my, my finger <laughs> got to. Winslow. Okay. Out on the beautiful Colorado Plateau. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I go a little bit. I'm uh, born and raised out of Phoenix, so I go back just a little bit farther for you, and I'm totally with you on the slump block construction. Amen, brother. But anyway, I promise. Yeah, I, anyway, I uh, promise short and sweet. So I wanted to give a great big shout out to Intermountain Plumbing and Air, oh. who made the <laughs> all right. Who made a made the drive out here um, to snake my drain, and uh, because of a whole bunch of uh, unfortunate events, including uh, ice on the roof, they couldn't scope. Um, and so they didn't charge me. But yet, in talking with the knowledgeable um, tech that came out, 
um, he turned me on to a six-foot auger, and I've been keeping my drain clear ever since. <laughs> David, I can't tell you how much I am encouraged that someone from Winslow, Arizona called the show to touch base, and I couldn't agree with you more. The team and the guys at Intermountain Cooling and Heating and Plumbing in Flagstaff, Arizona, serving northern Arizona, really are some of the best people I've ever met. Dave, thanks a million for the call. I would go have lunch at that turquoise room just for that call. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yes, can never go wrong at the turquoise room. Holiday season. I love it. I'm looking outside the broadcast studio right now, and we've got a gorgeous... It's got to be a 10-foot Christmas tree. Just puts you in the mood. Yes, it does. Just puts you in the mood. Saw a few Christmas decorations on our travels here recently. Jennifer and I on the road to uh, New Orleans for a few days, a little family reunion there. And then we went into Washington, D.C. and had Thanksgiving on another mini family reunion. And uh, it was all great to see uh, uh, all the little decorations and all the little places, everybody getting ready for the holiday season. We're here celebrating today. What is it, Gary? National Roof Over Your Head roof Day? Roof Over Your Head Day. If you have a roof? Over your head, you've got a full fridge, you got a bed to sleep in, then you are richer, part of the 75% people that are richer in the world. Wow. That's pretty cool. And That's another day. National Handyman Day. There you go. Celebrating all that stuff and the upcoming and existing holiday season. I would tell you, for you Arizona newcomers, uh, it's not going to apply right now. But I'll tell you one thing that just burns my bottom side about newcomers in the middle of the summer. And it's they don't yield to pedestrians walking across 145-degree asphalt parking lot to get into the store they cut you off like you're in their way and invariably it's an out-of-state license plate they they haven't walked they haven't walked in our shoes when you see someone walking across a 145 degree temperature black asphalt in the middle of the summer stop your car before their shoes let, melt onto the <laughs> let the pedestrian go their way all right all right you got that off your chest there, babe? Uh, yeah, and I don't better? even know where that came from. I don't either. Never heard you say that before. <laughs> so we've been, you know, when we've been gone, we have a few questions that haven't gotten answered. Um, looking through them, I have one on roofing and underlayment, but uh, you look a little hesitant when I bring that up to answer that question. Well, it depends underlayment under what. I need a, I need a little more information. Okay. Underlayment under metal roof, underlayment under concrete tile, underlayment under clay tile, uh, and of the seven Rosie certified roofing contractors that serve the greater state of Arizona, if we polled all seven companies, I bet you I'd get nine different opinions. Well, it's, it's very specific. What pitch? What's there now? What's the age of the existing tile? Are we trying to save it or are we going to replace it too? Or are we going to convert to metal? So I got some more homework to do for, okay. to answer that question properly. Well, and I think too, you know, we do have a, a roofing consumer guide that is awesome and it'll kind of talk you through the basics of that yes it will. and then we have vetted the best of the best roofers and we trust them to tell you how they would do it best it may not be identical to another one of our partners but everything about them is rosie certified so anyway that's a little bit of a confusing category here's, and, a, here's, another, one. Sister. here's another one okay All right. uh i need a plumber not just any plumber 
I need one that can remove the current sink and install the new one under a granite countertop. Well, well, in, ca- in capital, well, in capital, under a granite countertop. I need a specialist. What do you think? You you need a you need a granite specialist. I don't know that you'll be able to find a plumber that would be willing to go in there and guarantee. I'm gonna pull this. It depends if it's an undermount sink. I mean, it's it's bolted, it's caulked, it's in there in a waterproof connection that's pretty secure. Most plumbers aren't going to want to take the gamble of damaging that top because once a slab is damaged, it's... Then you might end up having to do the whole kitchen. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that particular homeowner needs to contact Aztec Marble and Granite. And it's not anything countertop people are particularly excited about doing. They'd rather install $40,000 slabs from Italy but if you tell them I sent you uh, and you're in a bind, uh, hopefully they'll have some compassion this holiday season come out and take that sink apart. Now, any plumber, I believe, any plumber will come back and remount the sink, but contact a granite specialist to remove the sink. Don't, I, I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust myself to do it. So, and then a Rosie certified plumber to finish right. up the job. Okay, here's okay. the next one. Um, at one time in your column, you were me- recommended. A, oh boy. So this must be we a Tucson person yeah, if it's a column. We were talking about weak memory last hour. <laughs> uh, you okay. rem- well, you'll remember this one. Oh, okay. You recommended a size and type of gravel to use for driveways here in Tucson. Could you please remind me what that was? Well, depending on the look you're trying to get, generally speaking, the most common product we put down is decomposed granite. And you would want to use the smaller decomposed granite. It comes rated by what size it is. And we generally call that quarter inch minus. So there's no piece of pebble bigger than a quarter inch in diameter. That packs fairly tight. And I would tell you that most people will go in there and lay about a half inch or an inch down. That isn't half enough. You need it to be at least three inches deep. But I'll tell you another product I really like for driveways is just pea gravel. Very small diameter pea gravel works very well as well, depending on the color and the look you're trying to get. Quarter inch minus decomposed granite or pea gravel. Three inches thick at a minimum. And border it so you don't lose it around the edges with traffic and surface drainage. I hope that helps. Hope that answers your question. We'll be back. Jennifer, you stumbled on a special event going on right now. We're going to cover that. Yes, we have a guest to tell us all about it. Yeah. Hey, I got a great phone call this week. Okay. Okay. Um, sometimes people reach out because they, they know about us or somebody else knows about us. Yeah. And I got a call from Zachary this week, and he has something he wants to share with everybody. It's a great deal for homeowners. So Gary's going to put Zachary Myers up here, and he's going to tell us about a home improvement liquidation opportunity. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. It's a little chilly, yeah, but I'll be all right. Yeah, chilly's better than the opposite. <laughs> well, tell us, tell our homeowners what you got going down there, where you are, and what they'll find. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Zachary Myers. I'm currently liquidating a home improvement warehouse. I'm doing it for the owner. He uh, opened up shop a few years ago, but he didn't have time to run it, so he's, he's liquidating the whole place. But uh, essentially, it's all Home Depot goods. So we've got a bunch of light fixtures. We've got sinks. We've got plumbing. We've got uh, electrical you name it, we probably have it. It's 3,500 square feet, just jam-packed full. The shelves are all six, seven, eight feet high. 
it is it's a wonder and the whole place only three dollars a pound so what we do is we make a pile and then we add it all up at the end. We put it on the scale and we we go to town with it. So. Seriously. No, no matter what you're, no matter if I'm buying a shop vac and a light fixture and a plumbing faucet, you're just going to weigh it and charge me three dollars a pound. You betcha, uh, three dollars a pound, no matter what. And this stuff isn't—is it used, Zachary, or is, you know the pictures you showed me seem like they were all in packages. Yeah, so how it works is all of it's either Home Depot returns or it's uh, closeouts. So what you Home Depot used to do was when they would do like a closeout, they would just liquidate everything for a penny. And so that's how some of this, how some of these goods got here. But usually everything is all complete. Everything's all put together. And what I've been doing for customers is if you ever have any issues, like I'll give you a full exchange no matter what. You know, I'm going to guarantee that you get a product that works. Okay. Um, and so he wants, the owner wants to be completely cleaned out as soon as possible. Okay, so tell us the, the, the nuts and bolts. Where are you? What time? Um, and and can they, is it cash or it's cash and carry, I assume? Yeah, absolutely. So the address is 329 South Rockford Drive. Uh, I'm originally from Iowa, so I'm still learning my cross streets here, but I think it's on the corner of McClintock and University. I think that's the general area where I'm sitting at in Tempe. And uh, I can do cash or I can do card. If you have a little tap card, I can do a, a tap pay on square payment. So if they get to 329 South Rockford, they'll they'll see you easily. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a warehouse, but I've got signs everywhere that says, "Hey, this is a sale." It's it's painfully obvious that this is the place to be. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the heads up. I hope that helps some of our homeowners get some projects done they've been looking at. Yeah. How long is this going to go? Is this today only, or is it? What is it? Oh, it it's as as long as we can get it cleaned out. You know, how, however long it takes. It's 3,500 square feet. I'm open six days a week, every day except Wednesday. Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So Thursday through Tuesday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Very good. Say that one more time. Yep. So it's Thursday through Tuesday. So six days a week, every day except Wednesday. And that's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right. Just going to make sure. I know I'm, people are going to call and say you, he spoke too fast. So I'm trying to write it down. Sorry. Make sure I got it right. That's all right. And, all right. And, and I saw photographs of the inside of this storage facility. It's it's High shelves and, deep and stacks and, of yeah. every conceivable possible product you could ever want or dream of. Three dollars a pound. That's kind of take your cash. That's innovative. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Zachary. We would generally tell you to depend on Habitat Restore for your building material products for this sake, but this is a once in a lifetime warehouse liquidation that we couldn't not pass on to our Arizona homeowners because we would pass it on to our best friend. And that's what you all are, our best friend. Let's see if we can take John, who's on hold right now, see if we can answer his question. Good morning, John. Hello. Yes. Good morning. How are you this morning, Rosie? Ah, very well, very well. Uh, you, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about garbage disposals and what to not put the what to put and not, not to, how to use them and everything. Yeah. And I swear to goodness that garbage disposals were invented by plumbers to keep plumbers in business. <laughs> but, what said, but what you said was that you shouldn't put a coffee grounds down the garbage disposal. I've told my wife nothing. It goes in the garbage can, but garbage, but coffee grounds, why can't you grind? Why can't those go down? It kind of cleans out the pipe down there. Well, Rosie said he didn't know, but I do. Because <laughs> once a year... Once a year, I have to call the plumber to do my drain because we live in an older home. And he always tells me, Jennifer, too many coffee grounds. And I'll tell you what, I actually do put it either in the compost or in the trash, and I bang that little pot, but it still has the residual, you know, grounds around the edge. But what happens is, like, you know, 
as careful as we are, we get greasy things down there. That greasy stuff captures that um, the grounds, and then they ball up and make one big goop together. So, yes, do not put coffee grounds down. And coffee grounds are probably my favorite thing to throw into the compost pile. John, if you're a gardener, your wife's a gardener and all, I mean, it makes great additions to compost. Even houseplants. So and even houseplants. And the other right. thing, common uh, mistake people make is to run hot water to get rid of the grease, but you're really actually supposed to run the cold water. That causes it to congeal and go down more easily rather than slide and goop up your pipe. And, and it's a good idea to go ahead and call the plumber now. <laughs> I do every every October. Free holiday. Every October, I have my rotor rooter uh, plumbing guy come out, and it's usually Walker. And if out, you're grinding but, beans, don't do it in the garbage disposal. Get yourself a nice coffee grinder. There you go. <laughs> oh. Let's uh, let's go to our our hashtag. Okay. We talk this segment uh, about little tips, handyman do-it-yourself tips, and we talk about getting a grip on things around your home. And one of the things that Jennifer's been aware of the last seven or eight, nine years, she's been very active in aging in place. Like, uh, like myself? A life worth <laughs> no, It's my, coming, babe. My, Just admit yeah, it. It's coming. It, uh, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're at a point where we're taking care of some, some parents uh, to, to a limited degree. Uh, but we are also serving the Arizona homeowner and many of them are either aging in place or taking care of people in place. And this is a little bit pertinent, not only to them, but to every Arizona homeowner. And uh, let's start with just area rugs. Okay, so the the whole um, hashtag article you can find on the website is about uh, how, to, how to get things with a good grip so you're not hurting yourself, right? It's kind of a safety article, common sense stuff. But area rugs, a lot of the aging in place people will tell you not even to put Get down area them, rugs. Um, uh, my, my, one of my family members had a terrible fall on an area rug. Just caught her foot, went down, and um, her face went right into the corner of the coffee table. It was really ugly. But would you – so – you can either choose no area rugs, but if you are going to use an area rug, make sure that they you get the rug tape and, and secure them all the way around so that somebody didn't get a foot hung up underneath there and fall. Get them. Get a grip on your area rugs. That's right. That's now, right. Uh, you've got two new gadgets in the kitchen, and our our granddaughter, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte wants, them for, she wants them for Christmas. Talk about them. So this is a little company called Kitchen Mama. You can find it at uh, kitchenmama.com. And they've actually, I was just looking on here, they've added some stuff I'm going to have to try, but all their products pretty much um, apply. So um, for the first one I bought from them was a can opener. It's, you put batteries in it to run it. You set it on top of your can. You hit the little on button, and the thing picks this little behind up and runs all the way around your can lid. and then puts It's hands-free. Yeah, hands-free. And then it finishes, and it lifts the lid up. So it's all one. You don't have to mess with arthritic hands or worry about tipping it over because you're straining so hard. I love that little guy. I use him all the time. I don't, you know, I just like him. And then the other one is a a pepper grinder. And a lot of times, you know, when you take these aging in place classes, they they set you up so you see what it's like for people to struggle and just how hard it is to fix something to eat. And sometimes they give up. And especially on something like grinding up your pepper, you know, that's, you know, it's an option. Well, this is a pepper gr- pepper mill, and it sits on your counter. You fill it up. Again, battery run. You All you have to do is pick it up and turn it over. It turns on, puts out the pepper, turn it back up, it turns off. 
Just one hand, like that. No on and off button, no nothing. It's really slick. Well, here's another one they just came out. I'll go ahead and order the rest of these so I can test them for you guys. But this one's Meat Shredder Claws. And so it looks pretty much like it sounds. It's two wooden handles with these claws that you can cut your meat with. You know, cutting with a knife, you can really end up in a lot of... For one thing, you can make a mess, right? And then you can also cut yourself. But these are claws, so you would just pick them up and pull your meat apart. Isn't that clever? It is. And here's... Can I tell you one more? Yeah, sure, honey. (laughs) This one is a... Um, you know, you put on the counter um, spoon like a spoon rest, but it's silicone and it's in slots. So you could put anything in there. You could put a knife in there. You could put a, a dirty spoon in there. Um, you One know, central brush. place to to store all the well while you're using them. Yeah, right. So that you know, I've I've had this happen. You got something all messy and you put it on the counter and it goes sliding off. And there, you first of all you got to pick it up. Then it's a wet mess on the floor. You could slip on it. This little thing holds all those things. It's silicone. It adheres. You know, naturally to the countertop, not like glue, but just, you know, naturally rubs there and holds it and put all your tools there. Don't have to worry about them falling off. So uh, that's kitchenmama.com. I hope you'll check it out. It's fun. Very good. So the whole article is on getting a grip on things around your home. You can find it at rosyonthehouse.com. And, um, you know, it talks a little bit about a lot of safety things, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often tools and or family or kitchen utensils can cause a, a trip to the doctor or the ER room. And a lot of times it has to do with the uh, the inability to grip the tool or knife correctly. So there are lots of techniques to learn and a lot of little appliances and gadgets to pick up. And like I say, the two in our kitchen, uh, we have a granddaughter that loves to cook and She's 10. That's her she, passion that, in life. That she was in there the other day, and she, she told us exactly what she wanted for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A peppermill. Okay, darling. <laughs> oh, man. All right. One of the things we do at Rosie on the House, just one of the things we do at Rosie on the House, to continue to try and earn our position as every Arizona homeowner's best friend, is we are building out uh, all this information on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, into YouTube tutorials. And I am humbled, but yet in a, in a kind of a braggadocious way, uh, that the fact that our YouTube channel is now getting 20,000 minutes a month. And they're little tutorials on how you could do many different things in, about, and around your house. And if you'll go to YouTube, Rosie on the House has its own uh, what you channel. Call channel, channel, okay, and uh, you can subscribe to it. And the reason you would want to subscribe to it is because then any time we cut a new one, and we've recently cut three, just on how to tarp roofs, how to tarp a flat roof, how to tarp a shingle roof, how to tarp a tile roof, and they're all right there, done by our certified experts uh, and myself and Romy. We've got uh, the number one YouTube view we've got is how to fix a swinging door. I think it's up to over a million views. A ghost door. And and I've, I had an employee tell me the other day they caught the uh, French door security YouTube and went home and fixed their security door on the French doors. So it's topics covering every dimension of home ownership. It's on YouTube. 
you can subscribe to RosieOnTheHouse.com YouTube channel, and you'll be getting updates every single time we cut a new one. And Romy really has it in his crawl. We're going to start updating those on a real regular basis. You can even go in there and find out how to make the Romero season pecans for your holiday giving. That's right. We and filmed, eating. And we enjoy. filmed you a couple years ago doing butter, that, didn't we? More butter. Yeah. All starts with butter. Butter <laughs> makes it better. It all, life's too short not to enjoy good butter. Love it. That sounds good. Let it roll. Boy, that sounds good. I'm going to wrap up this segment and leave you all in a good mood for the whole week. That's right. Hey, if you're starting to think about your holiday shopping, which hopefully we all are, <laughs> please think about the wonderful people that support our staycation. We have great, great local businesses. One would be uh, Sphinx Date Ranch in Scottsdale. You can get lovely Green Valley pecans there, all kinds of dates. And Rosie, don't look at me like that when I say dates. You are talking about the most tender, sweet, juicy. They have all kinds stuffed. Oh, my gosh. And they have lots of local fare as well, like um, Hayden flour mills and different of the local and local wines as well, and Divine Gourmet out of Chandler's, uh, similar, but they have a lot. Uh, they have a different kind of array of things. They have some artwork. They have some craft stuff. They have their own candy line. Uh, they'll put together a beautiful basket for you, either one. So it's Divine Gourmet out of Chandler or Sphinx State Ranch out of um, Scottsdale. Both have nice websites. Also, Arizona Highways. You know, they're a great sponsor <laughs> of the show. Um, they have books and magazines, uh, the, the weekly magazine. They have... Um, all kinds of beautiful artwork. I mean, don't don't neglect to go in there and just look and see what they have. It's a great place to shop as well. I've mentioned it a couple times that Jennifer and I have been out of town. On the flight home, we always think about what gift packages are we going to send the host and hostesses that, that, that we were able to visit on our travels. And invariably, we send them some Arizona indigenous product. Yeah. So it's, a, it's where Jennifer shops. I will tell you that. So what are some of the other takeaways from this hour? I really enjoyed the 8 o'clock hour talking to Stephanie Smallhouse from the Carlink Ranch where slow-grown flavor, Arizona natural beef, you can order up to a side of a beef. You really did enjoy your visit. You guys were pulling out maps and after the, broad, after the broadcast and uh, just getting excited about all the places you know. You love Southern Arizona. She had a lot to share with you that way. Well, she, that, that family, you know, sixth generation on that ranch in that property, uh, I think I got that right. They've been, they, they made me have not been on that ranch for sixth generation, but they've been ranching Arizona for six generations. They've been on that ranch since the 1880s. Um, is in a real remote section of Arizona. Uh, you don't know many people. Uh, I don't know many people I can talk to and say, hey, tell me your favorite trail through the Galero Mountains. They don't even know where the Galero Mountains are. Uh, it's remote. She says she's 30 minutes away from the closest piece of commercial property, and it's a Dollar General store in San Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they will deliver. You can order slow-grown beef grown on their ranch as well as custom order uh, mesquite firewood and now Sora cacti. So she is uh, the leader of Arizona Farm Bureau uh, for the last couple of years and is doing a fabulous job. So she joined us in the 8 o'clock hour. We were able to talk about ranch traditions, family traditions. If you missed that hour, 
go back and grab it because it was a it was awfully fun for me to be able to participate in it. And nine o'clock, uh, we talked about six. Let's see, of the top ten least asked questions, we talked about five of those and things homeowners should be thinking about, even if they're not. Everything from air filters in your AC unit to um, water conservation. What else did we hit? A couple of things in there, but. Yeah, uh, and and when when I look at what's most often hit, I can see why. But while you're in there, uh, go ahead and take a look at the links we've provided for the least asked, because there's ten things in there that y'all all need to be fully aware of. And like I say, when you study those ten, read all the links that are attached to the article. I mean, it's just like layers and layers of research and homework that we've put together for you, all put together in one place. You'll have a you'll have a minor degree in Arizona home ownership when you get through all that. What did you like about ten o'clock? Well, ten o'clock, I loved Zachary's phone call about liquidating a thirty five hundred square foot up to the ceiling twelve foot tall warehouse of, of home improvement products that you can go in and buy for three dollars a pound. Three bucks a pound. I, I just uh, we got to go take a look. I, we I got to fill about four grocery grocery carts. Like, wham. Let's go. Yeah. I want to see what that scale looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's not your typical scale. I mean, scale you're talking about some big store. boxes, uh, sinks yeah. and faucets, and all. And most of it's still in packages. He sent us pictures. It's not just one big heap of junk. It's organized up in shelving, in boxes, uh, Home Depot kind of thing, kind of, re, um, what do you call it? Some returns, but also some overstock. I'm trying to think, like, what, what does an empty 80-gallon water heater weigh? So how much would you pay for that empty heater? 40 pounds? 50 pounds empty? Okay. Three dollars a pound? Forty gallon water heater for 120 bucks? <laughs> I, I'm over there right now. There you go. Meet you down there, Gary. Thanks for digging up that very interesting event. Other other than that, we would tell you year-round support Habitat Restore where you can find all of those products. Folks, have a great week. We're gonna have a great week. I hope we're leaving.